are one minute until airtime on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College for our Coaches Show broadcast. Studios, please start your archive recording. Stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Georgia Tech Studio Hotline at 336-831-0821. Coming up on 30 seconds until airtime. Mark, 30 seconds until airtime. Stations, your final time cue will be with 15 seconds until airtime. Mark, 15 seconds until airtime. Once again, stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Georgia Tech Studio Hotline at 336-831-0821. It's Monday night in Atlanta, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket Athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Drive sober or get pulled over by Coca-Cola. No matter what your favorite game day food, it'll pair perfectly with a Coke. Together, taste better. And by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Visit us at georgiapower.com slash community. Power on, Georgia. Now, to get things started, we head live to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Glad to have you along for another GT60 with Josh Pastor here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Busy week ahead for the Yellow Jackets. Three games in six days. The ACC is annually a gauntlet, and it's a meat grinder, and we might be in the grindiest of all times for Georgia Tech. But in front of a big matchup versus number nine Virginia here at McCamish on Wednesday, Georgia Tech comes in. After a thrilling come-from-behind win over Notre Dame on Saturday, they erased a 15-point halftime deficit to extend their school record home ACC win streak to 11 games. A lot to talk about with what we saw on Saturday and, of course, what lies ahead with the Cavaliers on Wednesday. We'll do so over the next hour with your phone calls and your tweets. I'm Andrew Demetra. Pleasure to have you with us. And the lines are open now, 866-477-7020. You can also chime in with your questions on Twitter using the hashtag GT60. He's a man of superstition, and so the last time that we did GT60, he joined us virtually via Zoom. Lo and behold, Georgia Tech goes out its next game. It defeats Notre Dame and erases a 17-point deficit with six minutes to play in the first half. So let's hope his virtual visit tonight proves just as fruitful as we say hello to the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastor. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, Andy, and uh, great to uh, be on with you. And um, uh, even though I'm not next to you uh, physically, I'm with you spiritually. I'm right there with both you and Miller. And uh, you are right. If we can have uh, give this good vibes, this virtual um, radio for this week, for since last week got us win it this week, because we're going to have four games in seven days so if it can give us a little energy uh in this stretch we'll do whatever we can do to make it happen you know this is the time of year where you talk about players saving up some mileage well that applies to the coaches as well so i know you're back on the homestead diving into the film review as you get ready for virginia but let's talk about what we saw transpire on saturday at mccamish did not get off to a good start for your team they were down 37 20 to a notre dame team that had won four of its last five ACC games, all by double digits, and had been playing about as well as any team in the league. At halftime, ESPN's GameCast gave you guys about an 8% chance of making up that 15-point deficit. Ken Palm's win probability models had you at about a 15% chance of making up that comeback. So what turned things around after halftime? What adjustments were you able to make to rally and defeat Notre Dame 82-80? Well, look, first of all, I told Andy, you and I talked about it, and I told this to um, uh, that anyone would listen, that I think Notre Dame is really, really good. And I thought they were playing as well as anyone into this league um, coming into that game uh, on, on um, Saturday. Um, I had actually called them the Golden State Warriors yeah. back when they were winning five championships, um, you know, as in terms of uh, – uh, just on how they were playing leading up into our game. So I knew they were how, how good they were, are. I said that their record 
you got to throw their record out, Andy. Uh, they they were a team that played an extremely tough non-conference schedule, and then they played a very tough ACC schedule to start. And uh, and then you know they were obviously had a little injury here or there, and they started just hitting on all cylinders. And I'm just telling you, the way they shoot the ball, they've got skilled guys all in all positions, and Durham had had been getting better, and. I had told our guys on that, you know, so, so we played Louisville on Monday off Tuesday, but then we practiced Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and shoot around Saturday. And I kept explaining to our young men just on the fact of um, that, that you can't allow their, maybe, you know, their energy level to infiltrate you. And you might be saying, well, what does that mean? Because we are such a team that relies on just the pace of our cutting and 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 the and warring over screens. When I say warring over, like lead leg over, fighting over screens, 50-50 deals, diving around. You know, we're kind of that team. Notre Dame, not that Notre Dame isn't that because they're a very good basketball team, but they don't, you know, they kind of just, you know, they 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 kind of lull you to sleep in a sense, if that makes sense. And and you can kind of fall asleep and and all of a sudden what they do is they just end up Hitting a hitting a three here, hitting a three there, you know, you'd end up taking a bad shot. The way they play, they just play so darn smart. They are extremely fundamentally sound. And so I had kept telling our guys, guys, we have got to have incredible pace on our cutting. We've got to be great with our plays against their zone defense. We've got to have execution the way that we follow the game plan to a T. Because if we have a mistake, they will make you pay. And, um, and in that first half, they really made us pay. And, um, um, you know, in the way they, you know, in some of the things, we had a couple breakdowns early where guys didn't follow to the game plan of what was instructed. And when you don't follow exactly to the, to the letter of, the, of, of what has been put in front of you, then a team like Notre Dame with the skill that they've got ends up making you pay. And making you pay in a big way, whether that's for an open three, or a slip uh, for an open, for a slip and roll to the basket for a, an easy two at, a, at you know right at the rim. We what I felt one of the changes were, and and you know what else, Andy is is when you get down to Notre Dame, because they don't they rarely turn it over, and they make their free throws. They're and, they're and, like, and they played a very deliberate tempo as well. Yes, they play. They're, 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 if you look at their numbers in, in Ken Palm, they're one of the s- slowest tempo teams in the ACC, and um, and because of that, um, uh, because of that, if you get down, it's not an easy thing to come back. They're sort of like Virginia, so you get down eight, it's going to be almost be like fifteen. But but what we did, I thought, was a real big tempo change. Is we pressed, and we just kind of threw that out there, out of the blue, not. Not, 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 not planning going into press, but the press really changed the tempo for us. It, it, it got us some steals. It changed the possessions. Going into this game, Notre Dame was a very low possession team. And I thought the press allowed us to have more possessions, played more up-tempo, um, um, and, um, and, and that allowed us to, to um, you know, just – try to create a faster pace, which I felt would have gone into our favor. So we pressed. I thought it got us going. It got our energy going. Now, they were on pace, I thought, to score like 100 and something points in that, after that first half. We ended up going being down 17 at one point in the first half. We cut it to 15 at halftime. But And I went into halftime, talked to our guys, and just said, hey, man, look, like there doesn't need to be a – long rah-rah speech here but you've got to understand that when we don't follow the game plan to the exact t you know to the exact letter of what we've put in front of you good teams in the acc make you pay and they made us pay and i said so but here are the adjustments we're going to make this half and we were able to make some adjustments and i really felt our guys picked up on that i thought the press even in the second half andy got us some energy, got us some steals, allowed us some loose balls. 
We kept creeping back. We cut the lead to 50 to 42. They called timeout. We then eventually got it within four. And when you're fighting, scrapping, kicking, and clawing your way back against a team like that, one of the hardest things to do when you exert that energy, Andy, is to, you know, you got to get the lead, if that makes sense. Just getting over the hump and getting on the lead. So many times you come roaring back and you're tied or you're down one, or you're down, and you just don't get over the hump. A key thing for us was making sure that we got the lead at some point. And Bubba Parm, if you remember, we had a steal. We were down one. Bubba Parm, we stole it, and Bubba Parm got a shot blocked by Hubs. And I was like, ah, that was so big of a play because we needed to get over that hump. Then we came down and got a stop, and then Bubba had a three-pointer in the right in front of our bench. He missed it, had a good look, and I was like, man, we had two chances to get over the hump. I was concerned that was going to deflate us and not allow us to finish the job that we did. But, 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 man, we fought, we scrapped, we kicked, we clawed, we found our way to, to eventually get the lead. It went back and forth, and we held on to the lead, obviously, and, um, uh, and we were able to get the win. Um, and, 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 and our guys had such a gritty, gutty performance. And um, guys like Jose Alvarado was a warrior. I thought Michael DeVoe hit big shots late. Bubba Parham, he, tough as nails, had some big plays, great defense, but big plays on those rebounds late in the game off those missed free throws. I thought Jordan Usher kept us in it offensively. Khalid Moore gave us really good minutes. Moses struggled early, missing some short shot, had a huge block against Hubs late in the second half, a humongous block. Rodney Howard gave us good minutes the first half. And Kyle Sturdivant, man, did he play well with those two bursts of speeds, transition baskets, tough hard-nosed layups that kind of gave us some separation or allowed us to you know, get a, get a, a, a lead there. So it was a just a fight to get back, to take the lead, and to win that game. That is a great win, Andy. And I'm telling you, to beat a team like that in Notre Dame and how we did it coming back like that in, in that type of fashion was really, really a great confidence booster for our young men. I thought the crowd was really good, the band, the student section, everyone in there. You know, Notre Dame shot 59%, but you guys shot 58%. And 62% after halftime, Notre Dame made just one of its five three-point attempts in the second half and at the end of the game it all added up to an 82-80 win for your Yellow Jackets but my research largest comeback by Georgia Tech in an ACC game since Clemson in the 2016 ACC tournament when they ate up an 18-point hole in the second half 17 against Notre Dame considering the stakes not too shabby. We'll continue to break down the Notre Dame game. Do want to hear from you tonight. The phone lines again are open, 866-477-7020. You can also tweet your questions using the hashtag GT60. We've got several questions that have uh, populated our Twitter feed this afternoon. We look forward to getting those into the program over the course of the hour. Stay with us. Plenty more to come. It's GT60 here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Long-lasting protection against COVID-19 is crucial to a safe living and work environment. That's why Georgia Tech Athletics has chosen CleanWell Services as their official disinfection partner. The trained technicians at CleanWell use a CDC and EPA-approved nanotechnology-based cleaner that sticks to surfaces for an industry-leading protection lasting beyond 30 days. Visit www.cleanwell.services or call 404-669-6178 to get started today. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
fans, come check out what everyone's been talking about. Grindhouse Killer Burgers was voted Atlanta's best burger by Creative Loafing for five years running. Featuring beef, turkey, veggie, and the all-new Impossible Burger. Choose sides such as onion rings, award-winning chili, fresh salads, and indulge in our milkshakes, including our famous boozy shake. Visit our five locations throughout Metro Atlanta, which include dozens of local craft beers, wine, a full liquor bar, tons of patio seating, and TVs playing sports and cult movie classics. Live fast, eat well. Grindhouse Killer Burgers. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Back to GT60, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are teaming up with Coaching for Literacy by wearing green to promote childhood reading during their Fight for Literacy game presented by International Paper on Wednesday. You can join the Yellow Jackets in an effort to help local kids become better readers. $10 can provide two books to a kid in Atlanta. To learn more, visit fightforliteracygames.org. By the way, it is not game night here at McCamish, but it certainly feels like one because, Coach, I know you're visiting with us virtually we got the Gold Rush practicing down in the court. we got the Georgia Tech pep band practicing in its usual perch along the baseline. Uh, so it has the ambiance of what we experienced on Saturday. And I know afterwards, socially distanced and limited attendance and all, you were very complimentary of the atmosphere that Georgia Tech fans created to give your team that push they needed against Notre Dame. Yeah, and first off, I just even before I even get to that, the the, the literacy uh, thing that you had just read, I, I have been part of that since my time at Memphis. I think it's a great uh, cause. You know, anytime you can have people, uh, young people learn how to read, and uh, it just continues to prepare them um, for, you know, for all, for all education. And so, uh, um, uh, you know, fighting literacy basically is, is, is the thing. And, and uh, uh, so we're, we're I'm very, proud to be part of that and been part of it since the inception of it back when I was at Memphis. So uh, a really good organization there. And it's great for, for especially for kids in our community to, to continue to, to give them chances to, uh, to give them books, to learn to read and all those good things that go with that. On um, regarding the fans, uh, Andy, uh, I thought that the fan base was, was, you know, again, it's limited, like you said, but, and I think you and I talked, I mean, just this, just the students hitting the back of the chairs because nobody's sitting in front of them. It gets loud when they do that. And um, I thought the band was great. And uh, of course the cheer squad, the gold, gold rush squad. I mean, everybody's been just great. The people, the students, the people in the stands are able to come just been a tremendous, tremendous energy in the building, even though it's not a normal situation, it's better than having nothing. And I think Mike Bray actually commented on that, how cool it was to play in front of some fans. It was the first time Notre Dame played in front of a crowd. Really? All yep. Well, I know they played at North Carolina. They're not allowing fans. They're not allowing fans at the Joy Center. So if this year has proven us anything, it's that an atmosphere is what you make of it. And Georgia Tech fans have uh, done their best to make it a charged environment. We look forward to duplicating that on Wednesday night, 7 p.m., when your Yellow Jackets tip off with number nine, Virginia. As we said, the phone lines are open, 866-477-7020. And let's go over to David in Atlanta, waiting patiently during the commercial break. David, thanks so much. You're live with head coach Josh Pastor. Well, Coach and Andy, thank you very much for letting me call in. Uh, congratulations on a great win against Notre Dame. Uh, I have one question. Uh, glad to see uh, Howard come in and, and play well in that first half. With three games coming up in six days, how do you plan or do you have any plans on changing your substitution pattern, especially uh, when you pulled out the full-court press uh, in the Notre Dame game? Thanks. Yeah, David, great question. I appreciate you calling in. A um, couple things on that. So, so let me let me uh, uh, explain our situation right here on as this upcoming game. Yes, we have three games in six days. We technically have four games in seven days, um, um, and uh, and actually it's three games in five days, uh, uh, David. So because we, we play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, 
So starting Wednesday in five days, we have three games and really four games in seven days. Um, uh, the reason the Clemson game was originally scheduled for Saturday, but it got moved to Friday so we could fit in the pit game Sunday at home at 4 p.m. as a rescheduled from the earlier postponement due to COVID-19. Here's what I would tell you, David. Um, Clemson does not play. They played Saturday, this past Saturday, versus um, uh, I forgot who they played. It slips my mind. Uh, but they, whoever they played on Saturday. They played Syracuse, did they not? Syracuse, that's right. They played Syracuse. They don't play again until they play us on Friday. So they're going to have a full week of rest. Pittsburgh was scheduled to play Louisville this week, but Louisville has a COVID-19 issue. So that game's canceled or postponed. So Pittsburgh won't play us, won't play anybody until they show up and play us on Sunday. So they'll have a full week of rest. Boston College plays whomever they play on Wednesday, but they don't play again until they play us on Tuesday. So that means these three, the three other teams are going to have an incredible amount of rest leading up to us. But as I told our guys and I told everybody out there, pre-COVID, this, the schedule balance or the quality of the schedule would have been different where everyone would have been on equal playing grounds, equal footing. But, po but during COVID, that's not the case. With games being canceled and everything else, you're trying to get games in. And so that's why the situation is what it is. It's sort of like when we played Louisville after Florida State. Louisville had a five-day rest. I thought we were gassed in the Louisville game. So what can we do to learn from that in this stretch? How can we be better? And you're right, David, we might have to look at playing some more guys. That being said, every possession I want to win, every game I want to win. And David, you watch me, coach. I'm kind of a feel guy. I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's an assistant coach in the NBA just before I got on the show here. And we were talking about different coaches go by substitution pattern, some by feel. And when you're by a feel, you might let guys play 40 minutes because you just feel I can't afford to take them out because this game, this possession is so important. And in this stretch, that's what it is. So, yes, guys are going to have to find a way to dig in. Yes, guys are going to play a lot of minutes. Rodney Howard is helping us. He is getting better. He continues to improve. And so we do need to look at him maybe getting more minutes, but it also comes down to matchups. The, the, who's in, who's out, sizing down, sizing up, who's playing well. And so we will learn from our situation versus Louisville. And you might say, what did you learn from that, Coach? The biggest thing is I talk to our guys about, we, and we've got to be short in our windows of practices. I know that in this stretch. But I also told our guys, I felt we were beat prior to us showing up versus Louisville. And you might say, why is that? I felt a lot of the guys mentally were saying they were tired, sore, beat up. I'm like, hey, guys, that won't fly. Let, we've learned from that. When you get that into your mind, then your mental game has – you've lost the game. Everything's between the ears. You're young. You're healthy. We, you should be in saying that I – you should be looking as I get to play another game. And, that, and, and if we weren't playing, we'd be practicing. So it's the mindset that I think that our guys got to now switch over and look, man, every possession, we can't save ourselves. But when that game's done Wednesday, there is no time in your mind to say I'm tired, beat up, or sore. This is what we've got to do if we want to do what we want to do. And, and I just think it's really a mindset. Now, the David, the recovery is going to be critical. Our recovery with, with our strength and conditioning coach, when I say recovery, that's ice baths that's stretching, that's any treatment that they need to get, you know, all those type of things, the hydration of the water, all those type of things, the nutrition that they put in their body, those are other areas that we can learn from what happened between the Florida State-Louisville game and that quick turnaround on what do we need to do better physically, but I also think it's a big part mentally. David, great question. Love it. And that opens up a phone line for you at 866-477-7020. You talked about that cold tub. You got to hit the tub to get the dub. And uh, let's hope it's a crowded but victorious place for uh, the Yellow Jackets over this next week. It begins, of course, Wednesday night, 7 p.m., taking on number nine, Virginia. We'll hit another timeout. Much more GT60 with head coach Josh Pastor after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
The great point guards are rare. They're true leaders with a work ethic that never wavers and a desire to win that's second to none. There's one truck like that, Ford F-150. It's smart, powerful, and never backs down from the toughest jobs. That's why Ford F-Series has been America's best-selling truck 43 years straight. Learn more at buyfordnow.com or visit your local Ford dealer to score a great offer on F-150. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Cord, a part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, is the nation's leading provider of transition services, including furniture rental for home and office, even furnishings, destination services, apartment locating, touring, and other services. With more than 100 offices, showrooms, and clearance centers across the U.S., operations in the U.K., and partners in more than 80 countries, no other furniture rental company can match Cord's breadth of services and company-wide commitment to making a house a home, an office a great place to work, and an event a memorable celebration. For more info, visit Cord.com. Back with more after this timeout. You're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Feel like the Tonight Show where we got our own house band, Miller. We got the Georgia Tech pep band practicing off to our right here inside McCamish Pavilion. And from our broadcast location, we say hello to you, man. GT60 with head coach Josh Pastor. Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit higherregencyatlanta.com and use offer code GTAC. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. If you ever have a question for head coach Josh Pastor, you can always drop them on Twitter using the hashtag GT60. We got a couple for you, Coach. This one comes from Jim. He asks, can you go into detail on the issues defending the pick and roll versus Notre Dame and how you can get that straightened out? Yeah, good question, Jim. Um, so, so let me talk about that. Uh, you know, one of the things about Notre Dame, because of the way they play, now Notre Dame, they started uh, Durham, Jawan Durham, and, and he's really improved and gotten better. But the real hard matchup is Nate Leshesky, who got – how quick was his three-point release, Andy? Unbelievable. And he's 6'10". He doesn't necessarily need a quick trigger either. He can shoot over most bodies. Yes, he can. Yeah. So, so the, the, the hard part on the pick and roll or the pick and slip or the pick and pop or, you know, as I mentioned last week, they call it the ghost screen when a, a, a guy's coming to set a screen. So, so the fans out there – when a guy's coming to screen and slips out before they set the screen, they call that a ghost. Another form of screening action, they call it a snake screen. When a guy's coming to set the screen and then at the last second, they turn the angle to the other side of the, of the body. So they call that snaking it. That's a snake screen. But, but what makes it tough is when Nate Leshesky's at the five, because then you usually have your five man on him and the coverage, he's really smart. And, and I really thought he did a good job on the angle that he was setting the screen on. And, um, you know, back when I was at the University of Arizona, you know, when I was at University of Arizona, and at that time was Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash playing for, uh, um, uh, just slips my mind for a second. Son. Son. Son but, but, but the coach, Diatoni, Mark D Mike D'Antoni, yep. And, and, you know, they did all the pick and roll and they spread the floor. But so much of it was about the angle of the pick and roll, where they set the screen, on what part of the body, how they rolled, first step to the, where do they go to. And I really felt Nate Leshesky did that. I mean, he was really advanced 
in the way that he set the screen, where he set it, how he set it, when he set it, and it really put teams in trouble. I mean, we weren't the only team that's had to deal with that. In these last few games, he's, they've been at a high level in the way they played their pick-and-roll offense. However, we have to clean some things up, and we had a few miscues that can't happen. That What I was talking about earlier, that we did not follow the game plan to the exact level of the instruction of what the game plan was to be. And that allowed Notre Dame to take advantage of that, which then forced us, made us pay. So, you know, we spend a lot of time on film and film and executing the game plan, but and, and, and game planning with strategy and scheme. And early on, there was a couple times where we just had breakdowns. We did not follow what was told. And then, boom, they ended up having a quick basket and made you pay. We had to make an adjustments, though, because I did think they were hurting us in some other areas based on our game plan coming in. So we had to adjust, and our adjustments in the second half ended up working in our favor in the way that we guarded the pick and roll. But we are going to have to clean that up, uh, and that doesn't get any easier starting on Wednesday versus a, you know, as good of a team in America, number ninth ranked team in the country in Virginia. Then you turn around playing at Clemson and right again Sunday versus Pittsburgh. Another uh, defense-related question coming on Twitter. This one from Dave. He said, you've talked a lot about your switching defenses and your use of zone. Are you playing more man-to-man -man this year than the previous couple seasons? Yeah, Dave, good question. You know, look, what I would tell you is we're mixing it up still. We are playing a little more man than we've had in the past, but we're still mixing it up. We've thrown out different defenses. And, um, look, where we're at right now is, is in, and you might have the stats in front of you, v Andy, or, or knowing this stat, like we've been for four straight years, our zone was so effective based on our, as I call it, X5. That's the center because of the shot blocking. Two years with Ben Lammers, two years with James Banks. We were able to funnel and have certain stances and certain actions that we could guard the three, knowing that if there was a drive within the basket, we had one of the best shot blockers in all of college basketball there. Well, early on, you know, we, did, we missed that. Now, what I would tell you is that shot blocking. So we had to adjust our defensive principles in the zone to more to, to some different areas that 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 uh, you know changing our coverages and our stance and like I've said before our zones are very complex they're not a just a old you know just put out two three zone no no we are very complex rules very complex zone defenses and it's been effective for us that being said what we've done really well both man and zone is we force teams into turnovers we might not originally have been blocking the shots that we were at the rate that we were with Ben Lammers and, and James Banks. But, Andy, you could tell me the stat, two stats. One is we're one of the better ones in the ACC, I think maybe the best at forcing teams into turnovers just based on us changing defenses and the way we're doing some different things. But secondly, I can't say right now that we're no longer the shot-blocking team because Moses Wright has now become that shot-blocking presence that James Banks and Ben Lammers were for us, and he has turned into that where he's becoming a, a high-level shot blocker. And I don't know if you had those stats on Moses, shot blocking plus our forced turnovers as a team. Uh, I know that you guys are right around top 50 nationally in turnover percentage defense. In other words, the percentage of an opponent's possessions that end in a turnover. And, and that is an uptick from last year, even when you had your best years from a defensive efficiency standpoint. You never finished higher, I believe, than 140th to 150th nationally in turnover percentage. So, yeah, it is an uptick. Uh, and you're still erasing and wiping out possessions, but just in a different format now with the turnovers as opposed to the blocks of seasons past. Great question. But, Always but, love when we can dive into the nuances of it, though. But, but Andy, but, but do you have the stat there on Moses Wright? I think he's... He's now become a pretty darn good shot blocker. He had seven versus Louisville last week. He had a big one on Saturday versus, on versus Notre Dame versus Hubs. He's become a, a, a good shot blocker. And, and that also gives an extra dimension to our defense as well. I know that entering the Notre Dame game, he was fifth in the ACC in blocks per game. He was the only player in the ACC who ranks in the top five in the ACC in both blocks per game and steals per game. In fact, there was no one else in the top 15 in steals per game and blocks per game. But Moses entered that Notre Dame game in the top five.
Don't have the precise numbers, but how does that work for you? You're the best. At, <laughs> you're the best there is. If I could, if I could just, you know, I know I'm not there next to you, but if I could, I would give you a big bear hug because you're the best at it. Even though we're in COVID, I would, I would give you a bear hug with my mask on and you with your mask on. But, 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 but I, I just, I can't say enough good things about you. You're the te- the best of the best in in all of in all of college basketball with pulling out those stats. Well, I got another stat for you: eleven game win streak at home. The record was nine for Georgia Tech for ACC home wins. We got ten by Florida State, which set the record, and eleven on Saturday versus Notre Dame. Uh, we continue to, to continue to. Uh, uh, try to hopefully add on to that, have a great opportunity on Wednesday. Gives another great uh, element of bringing back the Thriller Dome. And the last team to beat Georgia Tech inside McCamish was the opponent you'll be facing Wednesday in Virginia. It would not be a GT60 if Josh Pastor does not put me on the statistical spot, folks. But that's what I'm here for. Hey, Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on Georgia. We'll take another timeout back for more GT60 after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Sir, you're now being placed on arrest for driving under an influence. What does that mean? You've heard tonight in the Grape Bar Motel. During your stay, you'll be photographed, fingerprinted, and given a stylish jumpsuit. And each room has an in-suite bathroom. Is all this free? Oh, no. Fines, court costs, and legal bills could add up to $10,000 or more. Save your money for a real hotel. Drive sober, or we will pull you over. This message brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. All right, buddy, I got to go now, but I'll put on your favorite show. See you tonight. Welcome back to Cooking with Chef Antonio. Gee, well, I would like to know how this risotto will turn out, but I'll probably just go to sleep in your bed and sniff your sheets and then figure out what that squirrel is planning. Squirrels. Your dog doesn't care if the TV is on. With energy-saving tips and programs from Georgia Power, you can save money and make your home more efficient. Learn more at georgiapower.com slash efficiency. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. Yellow Jacket fans, everyday life can do a number on your back, but relief is closer than you think. The Joint Chiropractic, the official chiropractor of Georgia Tech Athletics. At the Joint, you never need an appointment or insurance, and we're open evenings and weekends. Visit any one of our 35-plus Atlanta area locations today and receive our new patient special, including exam, consultation, and adjustment for just $29. To learn more, visit thejoint.com. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are teaming up with Coaching for Literacy by wearing green to promote childhood reading during their Fight for Literacy game presented by International Paper on Wednesday. You can join the Yellow Jackets in an effort to help local kids become better readers. $10 can provide two books to a kid in Atlanta. To learn more, visit fightforliteracygames.org. And we will dive into greater detail about that rematch in McCamish between Georgia Tech and number nine Virginia a little later on in the program. The phone lines remain open here with Josh Pastor, 866-477-7020. And the hashtag on Twitter if you want to drop your question there is GT60. Coach Jordan Usher had 16 more points versus Notre Dame. This is not something that can be charted statistically, but whether it was the first half versus Florida State, the first half versus North Carolina, even the first half on Saturday, Jordan seems to have a willingness to take and make tough shots when your team is behind. Can you explain that trait as you see it from Jordan and why that's been so valuable to you and your guys this year? Yep, and I, I'm going to answer that and give a, give a good 
uh, thing on that. I also want to give a great shout out um, uh, to my uh, grandfather. I call him Pop Pop. He is a hundred and two years old today. Can you believe that? How about 100, that? Hundred and two, still drives, and um, and he and he and he and he drives and he drives normal and he still and he exercises four times a week. So. Uh, uh, God bless him. I mean, a World War II veteran, so um, 102 years of age. Pretty, pretty amazing. But, when he uh, when he drives, I'm assuming he's listening to the Georgia Tech radio network. Well, he yeah yeah yes. I I I'm assuming he is. I don't know. Either way, he he drives with two hands on the steering wheel, looking ahead. So and he's sharp and he's as sharp as anyone. He's 102. So happy birthday to him. And he does listen to the uh, to our show. But uh, regarding Jordan Usher, um, and Andy, you and I have talked about this. Um, uh, he, he has really become a good basketball player. And, and what does that mean? You know, if you remember when he first last year, when we, when he played his first game playing was against ball state at home, he was not good. He looked totally out of sync, out of rhythm. He went, we went to Honolulu. And of course, you know, you've detailed that out where we had to change our entire offense going into, you know, in going into the Honolulu time and, in, in, in Hawaii, but, uh, and I thought it would benefit him as well too. And, and he is now from all those times, he's really became a good basketball player. He is obviously an exceptional athlete and you can see how quick he is with his, with his, you know, his quickness to, and his, and his sprinting ability to get to the rim. But, um, um, you know, the biggest thing is for him is, is him now becoming a really good basketball player. And is I, and you and I've talked about this, him actually continuing to stay fast, but to also slow down in the half court. And he's done that. He's a really good passer from the high post. He has absolutely saved us in multiple games where we have struggled to score. North Carolina, the first half, Virginia, the first half, Notre Dame. He had some big buckets in Notre Dame's first half and to start the second half. And if you noticed, Andy, I played Jordan Usher. This is how much confidence I had him. I felt we couldn't have him out of the game. He had three fouls the first half for the majority of the first half and had four fouls for the majority of the second half. And I played him based on the fact that I knew that we couldn't keep him off the floor. And he was making some big shots. Now, he had five turnovers on on Saturday, which and we only had nine turnovers, which once again, a, an incredible improvement for our team in us valuing and taking care of the ball. And you look at the numbers from where we were last year, or even the years before that to where we are this year in our, in our turnover, in our battle of, of just protecting the basketball, but, but, and he's usually a better job at making some of those passes. He had a couple too many turnovers on, on Saturday, but he is a big factor for what we're doing. And he's become a good three point shooter. Now he was over two from three versus Notre Dame and he didn't shoot well versus Louisville, but he is now, you know, he's a good, when his feet are set, I mean, and he fires it, it's a good chance that that ball is going into the basket. So the biggest area that he has to be better at for us, Andy's he's got to be a better rebounder. If you look at our numbers from our three spot, in a sense, we're not rebounding enough from that, from that spot, especially on the defensive end. Now, last year we were at a high level offensive rebounding team we sent more guys to the glass we were sending four three to four guys to the offensive glass last year but we were also playing bigger in some different times and we really became a great offensive rebounding team this year we have adjusted back to being more concerned on transition defense we've been a little smaller plus the way we're shooting the ball uh we haven't spent as we haven't been sending as many guys to the offensive glass where jordan usher last year was a big factor on getting keeping balls alive on the offensive glass. But we do need guys like him and Khalid to continue to be better on the defensive glass from that three spot. But I'm really proud of Jordan. He's his development, his improvement. He's continued to get better. He's a big, big factor for our team and what we're trying to do and how we're and what and where we're trying to go. We need his leadership. We need his energy. One of the things I thought versus Louisville, and we talked about it last week, where I didn't feel we played as well as he was, he got paralyzed through his missed shots and, and we need his energy, whether he misses or doesn't his energy, his motor um, really is infectious for our team. And, and he's a great 
leader when he does that. So we need him to continue that as we move through this stretch, especially in this stretch of three games in five days, four games in seven days. And he was a hard guard in Charlottesville a couple of weeks ago. Jordan had 19 in that first matchup with Virginia. Cavaliers, Yellow Jackets reunite. They'll clash in McCamish on Wednesday at 7 p.m. We'll be on there with our network pregame at 6.30. Georgia Tech trusts CleanWell to protect the athletic program from COVID, and you can too. CDC-approved COVID killer. Check them out at cleanwell.services today. We'll hit another timeout. This is GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all, like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Pizza's here. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Hey, the like we belong here and now. <laughs> and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Even before the victory celebration is over, great teams are back at it the next day, working to get even better. The team at Ford understands how hard work and dedication pay off. Over the last 30 years, Ford Explorer has been America's best-selling SUV. In fact, all Ford SUVs like Explorer, Escape, and Edge are built for victory. Score a great offer today at your local Ford dealer. Based on total cumulative OEM reported U.S. sales for all SUVs from calendar year 1990 through calendar year 2019. Back with more after this timeout. You're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Director's Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Director's Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Director's Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Basketball season is here. That means it's time to load up on the best snacks and some delicious ice-cold Coke for all your game day guests. Nothing tastes like everyone you love and everything you like coming together. Coca-Cola together tastes better. Andy Demetra, Josh Pastor with you on this Monday night and GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Another question that came in via Twitter, Coach, this concerns Jose Alvarado. I'll preface the question with a note about Jose, 19 points, Six rebounds, five assists, six steals in the win over Notre Dame. The last Yellow Jacket to hit those marks in a single game was Amon Shumpert back in 2011 when he had his famous triple-double versus Virginia Tech. So Jose uh, joining some esteemed company with that stat line. Don't want that to go overlooked in the win versus Notre Dame. The question comes from John on GT60, and he says, you mentioned the doubts that you heard from other people about Jose's ability to play at the ACC level in high school. Why do you think they were so skeptical? Was it simply a matter of his size? Well, a couple things, Andy, and, and I was hoping you didn't answer that because I wanted to answer it for you that uh, on that question about Jose and Iman Shumper because you mentioned that on Saturday in the postgame radio when I was on. I wanted to show you. I wanted to show you that I was listening to you and. Um, and that uh, what you said, that I listened to everything that you say. So, um, uh, but you answered it. I was going to say, I was going to end up uh, letting you know that that, uh, uh, that was I, I'll hit you with a trivia question in the next time out. How about that? Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll do that. But um, um, anyway, regarding um, um, Jose and what people had said about him, um, and I apologize if that little ding noise, that was from my computer, but I turned that thing off. I don't know how that happened. But uh, um, uh, the biggest thing with Jose 
coming out of high school, I had numerous people because when we offered him, people were like Georgia Tech. I had a lot of people just say, hey, coach. I mean, people liked Jose. They thought he was a good player. They just, I had a lot of people tell me he's too small, wasn't quick enough. Yes, he plays hard and he's a tough, hard nosed guard. He wins. But coach, you're in the ACC. You're playing against those big guards. You're playing against that speed and quickness. Here's what I would tell you. And, and I tell people this all the time. What I needed Jose, why I wanted Jose so bad is because I saw him like on a Sunday morning in Las Vegas at 8 a.m. Nobody was in the gym. It was him, his team and, a, and another team, and they were just all going through the motions. But one guy, and that was Jose Alvarado. He was playing so hard. He wanted to win so bad. He, had, he yet was yelling at his teammates guys who are McDonald's All-Americans because they weren't playing hard. I said, man, I got to have that kid. I got to have him because he's not going to be afraid to go play against the best players in this league with the top five players, the McDonald's All-Americans. He will be, he'll have that edge, not afraid to line up against him or, you know, and, 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 and attack him. And, and um, you know, so, and, and people had just thought that, hey, he's not, the guy, you know, he's too small. And again, like I said, people would always talk about the size of the guards in the ACC and the quickness and et cetera, et cetera. Yes, that is true. A lot of great guards in this league have great size. A lot of these guards are so quick and fast and this and that. And, and, and Tavares Hardy, my former assistant, gets a great, uh, who's the head coach at Loyola, Maryland right now, uh, did a great job recruiting Jose as well. Um, but, 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 but Jose, when you are a smaller guard, this what there's 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 one thing that number one if you're going to be a small guard and survive in this league, you've got to be this. You've got to be an elite, not a good, not a great, but you have to be an elite competitor. Jose Alvarado is an elite competitor. There was a tweet that somebody sent to me that I, John Rostein had tweeted out. Somebody had took a screenshot and sent it to me, and I thought it was. And I don't know if you had seen this, Andy, or not. After Saturday's game, John Rostein tweeted out, said, if people live their life like Jose Alvarado plays basketball, they, people would, would, would find so much success or something like that. I don't know what the exact tweet was. I'll maybe try to find it, even though I, I'm not, even though I don't really do Twitter. But um, maybe you can find that, Andy, and tell me. But it was something in that mode. But he was so enamored with Jose and his, 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 his play of how hard he played. And, and, um, and so – he is an elite competitor. That's number one. If you're going to be in a smaller, and that's why Bubba Parham is a good player and he's small because he competes. He competes. Now, if you're going to be a, 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 an all-league type of guard where Jose's playing as an all-league guy or contention for ACC Player of the Year, you, the second part is you've got to be really good offensively. You've got to be able to shoot the ball, which Jose is, can flat-out shoot the ball, and he's become a great layup maker a great layup maker and um, and that's what makes him now not only as an elite competitor but his skill set offensively is at a very very high level and jose has been a lot of fun to watch and your next chance to watch jose will come this wednesday at mccamus pavilion georgia tech versus league leading virginia 7 p.m the tip-off will preview the cavaliers including a look back at that some of the things that might have submarined the upset bid in Charlottesville a couple of weeks ago, but you got your crack at the Cavaliers in less than 48 hours. We'll wrap up with head coach Josh Passer in just a moment. It's GT60 here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans, come check out what everyone's been talking about. Grindhouse Killer Burgers was voted Atlanta's best burger by Creative Loafing for five years running. Featuring beef, turkey, veggie, and the all-new Impossible Burger. Choose sides such as onion rings, award-winning chili, fresh salads, and indulge in our milkshakes, including our famous boozy shake. Visit our five locations throughout Metro Atlanta, which include dozens of local craft beers, wine, a full liquor bar, tons of patio seating, and TVs playing sports and cult movie classics. Live fast, eat well. Grindhouse Killer Burgers. 
Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. With more after this timeout, you're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Ah, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside tech athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. If you're looking for the official face coverings for your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, then look no further. Visit FOCO.com now and get the gear the team wears. FOCO.com as the official face coverings of Georgia Tech Athletics. So head on over to FOCO.com to shop these and many more officially licensed Georgia Tech products. Visit FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. It's been a fun, lively hour of conversation with the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastor. Busy stretch of games for Georgia Tech. They got off to a winning start on Saturday with a come-from-behind win versus Notre Dame. And now that gauntlet continues Wednesday as they take on number nine Virginia. Coach, I did promise you a trivia question, so I'll give you this one. In that Virginia game in Charlottesville, Jose Alvarado finished with 20 points, eight assists, six steals. I recognize that when you're uh, looking at numbers, you can draw some arbitrary lines in the sand, but there have only been three instances in the last decade in the ACC where a player has had 20 points, eight assists, and six steals in a game. Jose has two of them. Also did that against North Carolina last year. Who was the other player in the ACC in the last decade with a game of 20-plus points, eight-plus assists, six-plus steals? Wow. Just for out a guess of um, uh, the kid that played at Virginia, um, um, Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome, good guess. This is kind of a trick question. It was Amon Shumpert. Uh, that was also his game versus Virginia wow. Tech in 2011. So. There you go. It, it was a triple-double versus the Hokies, as Tech fans well know. So uh, that has stood the test of time. So in that Virginia game, uh, you had Virginia on the ropes. You were leading by 11 with 15 minutes to go in the second half. Virginia went on that 15-2 run late. Michael DeVoe had that pull-up one-legged three at the horn, couldn't get it to go, and you wound up on the short end of a 64-62 final. What were some of the things that you'll need to polish up coming off that last game versus Virginia? What will be the keys to a win on Wednesday? Well, you know, Andy, we talked about before the game, and in fact, I, if you remember on our pregame radio um, show on that day, on that evening before the game, I had said if we get to 65, we win the game. And you're darn right. If we got to <laughs> 65, we would have won the game. And that was kind of the magic number. And Because uh, if Michael had hit that three, we would have won the game. But um, – you know, we 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 had some. We should have won the game. When you look back at it, we just, you know, we had opportunities. I thought the game, we lost the game in, in three areas. Number one was the end of the first half. We were up nine, and this is where we ended up beating Florida State. Was the end of the first half, you know, and the way we finished. But we were up nine. Hauser hit a really tough shot on Jose. 
about 17 feet. We missed a shot, and then we had a breakdown on a on a not a strong enough urgency closeout with our stick hand on Jay Huff, who hits a three, cut it to four. That was one area. The second area was they hit a big three on the out of bounds. Jose got lost off of Hauser quickly. We got to be better on that. He, he just had a slight step where he, Hauser got some separation from him. And then, and then thirdly, we just we went on about a three-minute, four-minute stretch where we just didn't score. You can't go those stretches versus Virginia where you're not scoring because you, they're, they're too good. You've got to make sure that you've got to score the ball. If we can get to 65 or 70 on Wednesday, I like our chances. We'll take it, and we'll talk to you folks at 6.30 for pregame, tip-off 7 on Wednesday. And on that, we wrap up this week's GT60. Coach, appreciate it as always. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. He's Josh Passer. I'm Andy DeVenture. For our entire crew, thanks for listening to GT60, everyone. You've been listening to GT60 live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tune in each week throughout the year to get the latest on Yellow Jacket Athletics. Tonight's show has been brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Drive sober or get pulled over by Coca-Cola. No matter what your favorite game day food, it'll pair perfectly with a Coke. Together, taste better. And by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Visit us at georgiapower.com slash community. Power on, Georgia. GT60 is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network.